Hey guys, welcome back to the Sunny and Ween show. I am Savaya here. Elisa's not, but I have a very special guest. Her name is Kim LeBaron. Hello. She is amazing. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. I'm Kim. Um, I'm from Utah. So it's been really cool having Savaya in the same state as me. We've been able to stay close after our time living abroad together. I am currently not doing anything career-wise or educational-wise, and I'm living a good life traveling around the world, which is why Savaya wanted to have me on the podcast. Yeah, we'll get into (laughs) all of that for sure. Mine and Savaya's story started before we had even heard of each other, before we even met. I was taking a year off school. I had gone to a semester of school, realized I wanted to travel, and I also needed to ground myself and my mental health. Mm -hmm. So I took a year off. And I went to this conference, the seminar of this author named Byron Katie. She teaches you how to question your thinking, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's like a form of that. Yes. And it's this whole workshop. You spend nine days diving in to yourself and unraveling some things. And her mom was at the seminar with me. The first day of the seminar, I had said that I was from Utah and Savaya's mom approached me. Your mom came over to me and was like, hey, I'm from Utah too. That's so exciting. So So what I think is so funny is my mom is like not a really outgoing person. Really? Yeah. So I think the fact that she did that was like really cool because I feel like she wouldn't usually just go up and talk to someone and say, I'm from Utah, you know? I feel like you gave off this energy that was just so friendly because that's how you are. And I just feel like right i mean it happened this is what i loved about the seminar it was such a vulnerable time everyone Mm -hmm. was being so open like really like like, there's no way to express how like deeply we were diving into like all the pain all of the fear whatever and then like holding this incredible space for each other and like healing it i was emotional she was emotional it was like everyone was open and when she came to me it was very much like in support like I was the youngest person there, and so they were like, I had a lot of older people coming to me and being like, I'm so proud of you, or like wanting to kind of look out for me, or or I reminded them of their kids, and it was like helping heal their journey in some way, like being able to like see me. Anyway, so so your mom was very much like motherly about it. Yeah. She wanted to take me under her wing, like, hey, I'm from Utah too. Hey. Like, I'm here for you if you need anything. Yeah, exactly. And we interacted throughout the time together quite a bit and so at the end we were exchanging phone numbers with people and she was like let's keep in touch and everything and as we were like writing each other's information down she was like yeah I have a daughter that's your age like you maybe come over for dinner sometime she's super cool she's going to the Dominican Republic this summer to teach English and I had already like signed up for this program i knew i was doing it too so i knew it was the same one like a utah-based volunteer program going to the dr to teach english i knew so i was like oh my gosh and yeah then we figured out right then and there that it was the same one and i knew going in that i was gonna meet someone in uh-huh. kimberly <laughs> who my mom met and right. she was cool so yeah we go and we're at this meeting and i don't remember what happened i think I literally was just like, wait, are you Kim? Uh-huh. And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm Savaya. I think you met my mom. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're Savaya. That's so cool. And it was pretty funny because our humanitarian trip was like four months long. So at first we were not like, we didn't get rooms Mm-mm. together. We yeah. were not like super close. But as like friendships change and the dynamics in the group change, it's like in the end, we found out that we're like, so compatible right in the end we were spending all of our time together exactly like (laughs) we got so so close but yeah it happened really naturally and we had so much fun yeah we ended up going on one of our little group trips together and i think that's when we started hanging out more was afterwards i think so because i okay i've been wanting to travel my entire life Mm -hmm. and so when i got there like i wanted to see everything do everything yeah was the dr your first time out it was my first time on my own traveling and it was my first time long term like moving to another place living somewhere else yeah so I was always trying to like get myself into trouble and 
explore and like I wanted to go off the beaten path and I wanted to do things that other tourists weren't doing and Savaya was like my ride or die she would just go along with whatever <laughs> so I that's probably why we got close I think so because the only <laughs> other traveling I had done before that was China with my grandparents and we were on a tour mm-hmm. so to be completely on my own it was like wait this is the way to travel like this is how you do it like this is cool yeah and we so, had so I much really fun. yeah i think we really just vibe with the way that we traveled and explored right. and stuff today we went to a farmer's market and we found this really cool silo with, yeah. we were with my friend lauren and mm-hmm. the three of us started harmonizing because the acoustics were so good so we might start a band yeah <laughs> just, we'll see and elise because elise was wanting to start a band yeah so. We're going to figure that out. I'm not very musically talented, but... Mm, you sounded really good today, and you had good pitch, so I think that's all it takes. Well, thanks. We'll see. <laughs> so that'll be fun. But yeah, we have had a fun weekend. Kim came up to visit, because again, she lives in a small town. Isn't it like two hours away mm-hmm. from where I'm at? And we have had so much fun. It's just, it's always good to see each other. It's always good to catch up. We had plenty of time to like talk and enjoy her sweet little house. Then we also had some adventures. We went for a motorcycle ride, yeah, which was awesome. Which was like a full circle <laughs> moment for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should tell that story too. Okay, let's do it. So full circle moment. Our favorite day. Yes. This is such a fun story. I had heard from someone in a public transportation van about this really, really beautiful place. And all we had were like the most vague instructions how to get there. Google Maps only like gave you instructions to a town. And then from the town, you had to drive up in the mountains and you had to have like a Jeep. Like you had to have a, not any car could make it up there. So anyway, we tried to do this trip and we didn't realize that there was this extra leg and public transportation couldn't take us there. So when we set out, we had this little group of people. Mm -hmm. I gave everyone the plan thinking it would be easy. And we drive two hours only to realize we still have an hour to go and there's no way to get there and also we had very strict rules at the time we couldn't take motor taxis the program didn't allow it and motor taxis are huge in the dr they're everywhere so the fact they're really fun (laughs) and they're really fun and they're really cheap like the fact that we couldn't take those we had to take an uber which was much more expensive it was just like kind of a pain yeah at this point in our adventure we kind of had a choice like we could either turn around and go back home and two hours had, for nothing, yeah. or do we break the rules and do we have the best time jump on this moto taxi? <laughs> and so we found some local people in the town that were willing to take well, didn't us. Didn't they like hear us they over really nice. talk? Over, yeah, I think yeah, we, we yeah. asked someone, and then someone else joined the conversation, and they're like, "Hey, we can take you. We Just have two, two motorcycles." Guys with motorcycles, and that was like that was such a pivotal moment of traveling for me and like Same. life for me because it was like this is kind of crazy. But like we're just going with these two random guys, but at the same time, like, I don't feel scared. Yeah, and the energy is like, if we were to just go home after, you know, all the work we'd already done. Yeah. And it, we don't give up. We jumped. Me we leaped. We don't give up. <laughs> we left. One time we gave up. <laughs> one time, and we both regret it to this day. But this was probably the most epic adventure of ours. We yeah. were like, yes, let's do it. And we convinced the other two people we were with to go with us to break what the rules. When you're traveling with the right people, it makes such a big difference because we yeah. had been on trips where people came with us and they just complained about everything, about all of our plans and it just kind of felt You have to be flexible so when you're traveling. And yeah. So to have those people with us mm-hmm. and they're full on like, let's do this with me and you. Right. It was great. Like there was no complaining and I mm-hmm. loved it. So we jumped on these motor taxis. We had three people because we had four of us traveling and then the two drivers, three per- people to each taxi. And it was not working. And then luckily, because everything always works out when you're traveling, when you're on an adventure, everything works out. (laughs) This little family rode up in a Jeep. It was grandparents and a grandchild. And they had two spaces and they didn't know where the waterfall was. So we like caravan together. They're like, if you guys show us the way, we'll take your two extra people that are making it hard for you to get up this mountain. Yeah. So Svai and I jumped in the Jeep and we became best buddies with a little girl <laughs> it was so fun yeah um, she was so yeah cute. the most beautiful drive such like little adventures along the way too like i actually burned my leg on the yes exhaust the muffler yeah. i burned my leg on the muffler of the motorcycle so we had to stop and like it was like it, a local trick to put ketchup yeah. or tomato on it 
so I had to stop at like a little gas station type thing and there's a whole even, like, a bunch gas of people station, dude it's a little what are they called the mini stores on the corner like a soda yeah we had to stop and put tomato on my leg and then we kept going and get to these like this beautiful part in the mountains unlike anything I'd seen yeah. that entire trip and yeah we were more in the city side in the dr Mm -hmm. but this time we saw like there were literally green hills on both sides of the road Mm -hmm. palm trees so many palm trees and then we get up and i swear we like went on someone's private property but like it was okay with them for people to just come through they were kind of like gatekeepers yeah um yeah and then we hiked down to these waterfalls so stunning like the most amazing blue water and that's one of our favorite moments in the dr with the mangoes yes so before we even got on the motor taxis, we were at this little shop and we were like, well, we need lunch. What are we going to eat? And they really didn't have any food because it was like a mini market. And we just saw these huge mangoes. So we're like, "Here, we're going to take these mangoes <laughs> for lunch. So as soon as we get to the waterfall, we're just eating into these mangoes. And it was so fun. Just like, that's all we had for lunch. We had mango all over our faces, but it was like one of those moments where you just feel so alive. Like you're sitting in the jungle with your besties, with your best friends, just like stuffing your face into a mango. And it's the most delicious thing you've ever tasted. And it's so messy and you don't (laughs) care because you jump right into the waterfall and it just washes Mm -hmm. right off. So then we hike up these waterfalls and they're just like... most beautiful beautiful things i've ever seen well what happened is wasn't a local like hey can i show you guys something super cool yeah and we're like yeah why not Uh (laughs) and so he took us way farther than we knew we could go yeah and then the moto taxi guys came with us Uh and they would hold our bags above Mm -hmm. the water so they wouldn't get wet when we would have to swim and the grandparents and like the little girl came with us too so it was this whole squad of people that we had just met (laughs) like yeah it was super it was just amazing and then the ride back we took the moto taxis farther so we were driving them on the highway all the other transportation was closed at that point yeah and we're just cruising through the jungle because it was dark yes (laughs) lots of rule breaking on this trip but so then kim just like looks at me while we're on the moto taxi and she's like look up and i look up and i just see like billions of stars (laughs) and this was like a huge moment for me i was like I felt so little in this huge world and I was like all my issues are not important like well they are important but like I just need to stop stressing about my life because the world is so much bigger than me that Mm -hmm. kind of thing that's literally the first time that I ever realized that oh wow yeah it was incredible I just remember being so in love with the moment like the way the jungle smelled the view of the stars this whole Milky Way galaxy like the whole Milky Way through these trees winding just flying through these jungle highways the air was warm it smelled so good yeah yeah so anyways full circle full circle last night last night (laughs) on the streets of salt lake city (laughs) (laughs) out of the blue hunter's like hey do you and kim want to go on a ride and i can just find a buddy that can take her and i was like dude actually yeah i think that would be so fun and i think that kim would love that so I text her and make sure she wants to. Of course I do. Of course she does. I love motorcycles. And then Hunter texts in his group chat like, hey guys, Savaya has a friend um, that wants to like ride motorcycles. Like, does someone want to come ride with us and take her? All of the guys were <laughs> fighting over who could take my friend. It was so funny. <laughs> so yeah, this kid won. He was very nice. He was. And he took him, and we rode around in the streets of Salt Lake City. So fun. So fun. We went to a little coffee shop and played Candyland, and the boys played chess. Yeah. (laughs) Another one of those moments where you just feel like, oh, wow, life is so sweet. Yeah, exactly. It's Mm -hmm. like, when was the last time I sat down and actually played a board game? Like, (laughs) it's like with the kids I nanny, but like with friends. It has been a while since I got to do that. So yeah, that was fun. And then on the way back, we're driving, and it's dark, and I just, like, look up, and I look at Kim, and I'm like, this is a moment, and we both (laughs) just, like, look up at the stars, and, yeah, it was very special. I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I started asking you yesterday about this, but then I was like, wait, I want to save this for the podcast. So I want to hear about, like, each one of the countries that you've been to, Mm. and your favorite moments from each one because i if i'm honest like 
you've been everywhere and I just can't keep track of it. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I know that she was in Greece. I know that she was in Israel, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, but I can't name all the places. So I want to mm-hmm. hear more in detail about what you've been doing this year with your travels. This year? Yeah. So traveling in general, um, I'd say just like as a backstory, like I have been wanting to travel my entire life. I used to look at my mom's globe that she had in her office and just like look at all the weird places and think like, it's so crazy. Like I could go here and here and here and here and just wondering what that'd be like. So as I got older and I thought, and I didn't see a lot of people around me traveling the way that I wanted to travel, especially close to me, like my friends and my family. So for me, it was like a big leap to try it for the first time. And I eased into it. So I'd say my advice for anyone wanting to live like a backpacker lifestyle or even just travel at all but especially for like the world traveler types that are not really content where they're at with school or job or anything like um you want to switch up your lifestyle and be more of a nomad start with and you've never done anything if you've never done anything start with something where you can dip your toes in either like a volunteer trip or work as a nanny it's a really easy way to do it And then you get a feel for like what it's like to be in a foreign place, what it's like to be away from home. You don't have to spend as much money right away. Anyway, that's how I did it. Once I realized how easy it was, now I basically I will just work wherever I can. If I can work while I travel, great. If I have to go home and work, great. And for me, traveling is a priority. So that is what I spend my money on. And Mm -hmm. I don't worry about it. I know that as long as I have however much money I have, I will spend as much of that as I want traveling. And then when I get close to running out of my money, I go home. And that might not be the best like financial plan, but it feels very freeing for me. It feels like I'm kind of trusting that like the money will take care of itself. Morning money will come later. There will be a time in my life when I have savings and like a really solid financial plan but for right now where traveling has been the priority just allowing myself to trust and use the money I do have on traveling I love that because I don't know I feel like in the world like the plan is to graduate high school go to college get a job buy a house get married all of this stuff and like be settled down immediately but why don't we like go out and just explore because Mm -hmm. there's so much excitement and learning and experiences through that Mm -hmm. i really think it makes people better in whatever career they do choose or whatever like life path they choose like having the perspective of other cultures and places and being in experiences that like push you out of your comfort zone being in experiences where you don't know where you're gonna like sleep tonight or yeah you don't know how you're going to make this work financially, but you have to. Or or whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever you're like learning while you travel, whatever you're dealing with, whatever's coming up for you. And then just all the magic, like all these life experiences that you just can't replicate. Like it's it's views, like it's the people, it's the food, the way it like all comes together when you go somewhere that's like very different from your home. It adds this like perspective to like how big and beautiful life is. It makes me feel alive, so... Totally. I don't know. I think everyone should travel at least a little bit just to understand, like, that people all over the world are kind of the same. They're all beautiful. They're all interesting. And at the same time, there's so much diversity with, like, culture and landscapes. And it's wonderful to experience it all. Well, do you want to know something crazy that I realized I learned from traveling? And I don't think I would have learned this otherwise. I this might sound horrible for me to say but like growing up and being in this culture where everyone speaks English but there's a few people that don't Mm -hmm. and you can't communicate with them there's this thing like this barrier that's holding you back from talking to them and you like can't connect with them the way that you connect with people who you know their language so when I go out to other countries where I don't know the language I'm like the minority and I feel Mm -hmm. like wow this is what it feels like to really not know what people are saying mm-hmm. and I'm Savaya like I'm human you know what I mean and I, I can still connect with these humans even though we don't speak the same language so I think that's so cool and then like coming home and realizing that like all cultures are like I don't know I feel like I've realized that like most people are good people yeah and no matter where you go, there's going to be so many amazing people that you can meet. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so cool. 
that's something that I like always wanted to believe in life and traveling has helped me prove that to myself yeah knowing like that I can be so free in my life I can be so free with my travels partly because I know that wherever I go whatever situation I might find myself in chances are there will be someone there who can help me if I need it and definitely and it has always proven to be true I've been in so many like crazy situations and now I get less and less and less stressed in those crazy situations when they happen because I'm like the way will come the person that I need to see the person that needs to help me in this moment will appear yeah and it always like ends up so much better than than it ever could be every like crisis I've been in traveling has turned into the most beautiful moments of my travels I want the deepest connections yeah the biggest blessings (laughs) I want to hear an example of this okay so one example more recently is I was flying the summer from Corfu, Greece to visit my friend in Israel. And I had been having the most lovely morning. I was with a really sweet boy that I met and we lingered longer. So first of all, I was having just a great morning. Yeah. And we we were late to dropping me off. At the airport? At the bus stop. And oh. I had to get from the, I had to take a bus and then get a taxi to the airport. And I couldn't find a taxi. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss my flight. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the most irresponsible I've ever been, like, as far as getting to the airport on time. It's and so, I show like, up and the lines like are that. crazy. And I have, like, this bag to check. And the so I'm flying to Israel. And so they pull me aside to question me. And they're like, you haven't even filled out your, like, travel documents? Like, I'm so unprepared. I haven't checked in. The flight's in, like, an hour. Oh, my gosh. And they're, like, pull me aside for the, like, more thorough questioning. And I'm, like, are you kidding me? Like, I do not have time for this. I'm going to miss my flight. And I'm freaking out. But then I'm, like, hey, I've been in this stuff before. I've been through these situations. I just need to trust. It's all going to work out. And I just envision myself, like, on that plane, flying, like, catching my flight, going to see my friend. So... I calm myself down and I just, whatever, go with it. And they're like checking all of my stuff. They're asking me a ton of questions. And at first I'm like annoyed that I'm having to go through this. And then they're like, hey, don't worry. This flight has been delayed and we'll handle everything for you. And they like, they were so sweet. It was just protocol that they were questioning me so deeply. They were like really, really sweet. And they like took care of all my stuff, checked me in, helped me fill out the, like, um, the visa documents that I needed. They kept me company. And then they escorted me through the entire airport, like through all the security lines, through the head of boarding. We we stopped and got a croissant and like chatted. Like we had such a lovely time. And I ended up being like bypassing all the lines to get to this plane. And it was delayed. So there was no time rush at all. And I made it. I got like vip treatment (laughs) after having like after being late because i was having such a lovely morning with a wonderful person i met and then i fly to go see my friend like it just turned out so beautifully that's crazy and i feel like in the moment where they're questioning you you're like why me like Uh are you kidding me but turns out like that's exactly what it was exactly what it, it was like better obviously i still would have made it if i had like waited in the lines or whatever but it was just this like awesome experience to be able to just walk straight through the airport with a security guard and be escorted right to the plane like easy peasy that's so, so nice. cool um oh my gosh. yeah that was a great experience but my favorite story ever is losing my passport and my wallet did i ever tell you about this no so i was like this was a while ago this was my first solo travel ever where I wasn't a part of a program or anything, and I was traveling through Europe, and I made every mistake you could make. Someone took my wallet out of my bag in the metro in Paris because I had an open-shoulder bag behind my back. Someone just snatched it. Oh, my God. And then a few days later, I left my passport on a bus, and I go to Venice, and I show up at my hostel, and I try to check in, but I have no passport. And they're like, hey. (laughs) So I realized my passport's missing. And obviously I was terrified. And I did everything I could to try to find it. And I filed their police report and everything. And even that situation was really sweet. I met a really nice girl who like wandered around the city with me and like really comforted me. It was so lovely. And then I get back to my room. I've done all I can do. And I ended up going out that night with the people in my room. They just wanted to help cheer me up. And I kind of just like, whatever, it's going to work out. It is what it is. And that night, I met one of my favorite people ever named Ty, Mm -hmm. my friend from Brazil. And it was the most amazing experience. Like, 
being with him in Venice. And the next morning I woke up and someone on Facebook had found my passport. Shut the up. bus driver found my passport <gasps> and like ended up arranging for it to be sent to me through the bus system to meet me at my next location. Like it was Holy all taken cow. care of perfectly and I still have that passport. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I have been through all of that. Uh-huh. And it ended up giving me this experience of like something about being so frazzled and vulnerable about losing my passport, like sinking to the rock bottom of traveler experiences Mm -hmm. made me just like raw and just like whatever. I don't know how to explain it, but I was just so open and so like off my guard. I was able to really connect with this person I met who feels like someone that like my soul was meant to meet. Yeah. The connection we had was so beautiful and I don't think I would have been open to meeting him and like hanging out with him if I hadn't have had that really raw, raw experience open me up. Totally. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. And that led to one of the most beautiful like relationship experiences I've ever had and like a really, really close friendship. So yeah. I love that so much. Dive in. Dive into traveling and it really opens your heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. But as far as places I've been, I think that yes. would take a while to talk about. Do you want me to just say it anyways and then you can... Maybe just do like a quick rundown. Okay, of I'll try to make it really quick. So with my family, I would go to Mexico to visit relatives we have there. And I went on a little trip to Canada with my mom. Used all my high school savings, convinced her to go to Prince Edward Island with me, which yes. is where which is where Anne of Green Gables takes place. I'm I a big fan Anna of that. Green Gables. Um, so that was like my first, my first little trip, but... Um, once I took my gap year from school, I went and I did the four months in the Dominican Republic with you. Uh-huh. I then went directly to Spain for another four months to be a nanny. And then that's where I got some of my traveling in, the little Venice adventure and mm-hmm. traveling around Europe. And then I went back to school and was home for a while. I was home throughout all of the COVID time. And it wasn't until, it wasn't until 20. 21 that I started traveling again I went on a trip with my sister to Costa Rica which was super life-changing I love that place forever so yeah I spent a couple weeks there and then I went back to Costa Rica again later that summer so maybe four months total there Mm -hmm. and then I went to visit a friend in Hawaii who I had met in Costa Rica like I love how these things start like tying together but I met someone in Costa Rica who was in Hawaii and I flew out to see her See, those are full circle moments yeah. too, where it's like you met them in this country and now you're going to go hang like out the them in this country. Like the reason I'm in Maui is because I went to Costa Rica and exactly. that's because of this, because of this, like it all so strings cool. back so far. So anyway, I go to Maui and ended up staying for over five months working at a hostel and then eventually getting a place of my own. And that was just insane, incredible. And I came home for the summer. I thought I'd be home for a while. And then someone was like, a friend from Maui actually was like, hey, there's this position open at a hostel in Greece. I'm here on this beautiful island. You should come. I bought my plane ticket a few days later and flew out. That ended up being like a whole summer long thing where oh, it's so incredible. I was in Greece and then I went to visit my Costa Rica friend Danielle in Israel where she's from. Stayed there for about a month. And then I went and spent a few weeks with my friend, another friend from Maui who was teaching in Madrid. So I went to stay with her, oh. help her get settled in, and that was like the end of my trip for a couple of weeks That's in, so in Spain. That's so cool. Which was really wow. cool. <laughs> so I the summer's been awesome. I just it's so amazing that you literally had no idea what your plan was. You just kind of went with what felt right. Right. And I don't know, like, look how happy you are. Yeah. You know, just experiencing all of these things. And a lot of people ask me, like, how I make this work financially. Um, honestly, I'm winging it. I can't necessarily recommend this, but it's been working for me just fine. But it just works. Like I work at a hostel and they cover my bed and my food. I stay with friends. I eat a lot of like groceries while I travel. Like I cook a lot of meals while I travel instead of eating out all the time. I hitchhike. Kim is also like very (laughs) friendly. So she will make friends with everyone and she will find a connection with someone and they're gonna like be there to hang out with you and so that's how you like find your cool friends too yeah yeah i've we were talking about this last night i feel like when you're doing what you love you find your people so for me i feel 
the most myself and the most I think it's the easiest to find your people when you're doing what you love so for me I feel like I've always it's no surprise to me that I've made my most beautiful friendships traveling yeah and it's really important to me to like keep those friendships like some of them I mean a lot of people I meet a lot of people and not everyone has to stay in touch but some of them have become like my family Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I think that's a big reason why I had to travel like I had to meet people there were certain people I had to meet yeah totally (laughs) but I think it's crazy is like me and you for example we Uh both lived in Utah but I don't think we would have ever met if it wasn't for the Dominican Republic exactly we had to go to a different country to like freaking meet yeah which is so cool because we were both doing something that was like exciting for us mm-hmm. yep 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 okay so after motorcycle riding last night we had like a really cool conversation so i kind of want to like bring that into this podcast for example we talked about how when kim travels what's your do you want to tell them your little tip okay yes i am a very organized person or i like to be i like mm-hmm. to be organized and i like to have this sense of home like that's something a lot of people a lot of people say is like oh you travel so much you're like so free spirited or whatever and in my heart I'm like I can't even tell you how much time I spend daydreaming about my home and my homestead and my roots so I can have like my sourdough start like I am obsessed with home and it means a lot to me but I also love traveling so I think there's a lot of people like me and everyone like everybody needs stability even if they're very adventurous Mm -hmm. everyone needs some kind of stability so I think the biggest things like you basically you you have to find a way to take your sense of home with you. I've known yes. that for for me like home is so important to me but so is traveling. So I've learned to take my home with me while I go. I feel like it's so hard for people to travel because I don't know for me I'm like such a homebody mm-hmm. and since I have been home for like a while since I got married and stuff, traveling like kind of makes me a little bit nervous now because I'm not right. used to doing it all the time. And so yeah, I think it's kind of scary to leave your home. Right. And a lot of people want to travel, but it's it's chaotic and disruptive for them and ends up being a stressful experience instead of like a fun one. Mm-hmm. So this is something that my friend who is an Olympic ski jumper, this is a tip she gave me because she was always leaving home for long periods of time to go train or compete um, abroad. And she herself is like a very organized person and likes that stability and that sense of home. So the tip she gave me to feeling grounded and balanced when your like environment is always changing is to bring things along with you that ground you. Like for instance, you have you set your nightstand up the same way no matter where you're sleeping, no matter what time you go to bed. You always have the same couple things on your nightstand or whatever mm-hmm. that thing is. For me. I found certain pieces of clothing very comforting that I've had for years and I love so much and I always take it with me I always take it traveling and it's like as soon as I put those shirts on or those pajama pants on it's like it's something familiar for my mind to hold on to when everything else is so foreign and different yeah and so like I've also really like taking rocks with me that I take everywhere small things obviously if I'm living out of a backpack or a candle and so that same familiar scent in my daily routine keeps keeps me grounded keeps me centered and gives me that sense of home the other thing I love about that is you're picking these things that you love so when you're somewhere that's not familiar it's not like you're at home where you have like these things that you just kind of like like you have things that you love Mm -hmm. and so it really does like ground you where you have all of your favorites right and I keep a few pictures of my family and friends with me and yeah I just try to do everything the same like I try to pack my bag the same way every time I move so you're like very into the routine Routine, because I like I really like to be a healthy person yeah and so I, I want my needs to be met even while I'm living this like vagabond life yes so yeah I try to set myself up really well, even if I'm only going to be somewhere for a day or two. Like, I try to, like, make it feel like home, wherever I am for however long I'm going to be there. Well, this is what I loved. Kim came over, and she was sleeping over, and before we went to bed, she had this candle that she lit up. And I just thought it was sweet. Like, she brought her favorite candle. I didn't really think much of it. But then she started telling me that that candle is, like, special to her, so that's why she brought it. She Mm -hmm. wanted to bring, like, a sense of her home. And I was like, oh, that is so cute. Like, (laughs) that candle is so much more special now. Right. 
I just love that. Yeah. And for me, like I've, I've been moving around so much that I feel like even visiting you, I can feel at home here. Even though I'm here for two days, it's like moving from place to place. I I never, I don't feel like there's a home that I'm like leaving and going to. It's like wherever I am, that's just where I am. Like your home is literally you. So uh-huh. wherever you are, you can make that feel like <laughs> exactly. Your home. As much as I like, I can't wait to have a legitimate home. Yeah. But I've kind of accepted that that's just like not what's happening right now, and to get the most out of this part of my life. I love yeah. that so much. You're you really are taking in what life is giving you, and just going along with it and enjoying it. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, tell me about your like daily routine. Do you have like a daily routine or is it more like weekly or I don't know what kind of routine do you stick to? I found that I really can only at least right now handle simple daily routine just with like the level of change my life goes through. I think Mm -hmm. this is important for anyone starting a routine is to just start with what you can manage really easily and that will can slowly build the momentum of that and add more things add more structure but for me i just have daily things that i do really easy i can do it anywhere in any conditions basically i wake up and the first thing i want to do is turn on a meditation or some kind of morning affirmation thing and i have a few Mm -hmm. people that i really like to listen to so i'll listen to that do you want to give us those ricks yes so there's this really really lovely app that i like and i use every day um, by this girl, Mickey Ash. That's her Instagram. M-I-K-I Ash. And her app is called The How. And she's awesome. I really just love her tone and her vibe and her energy. Always have. And she has a whole bunch of yoga flows and workout routines and meditations, affirmations. And they're, some of them are shorter, some of them are longer. But she's very in tune I feel with like really, really positive energy. Mm-hmm. So I love listening to her stuff. So I play one of those usually in the morning or like a Joe Dispenza meditation or something, whatever I'm feeling. And I kind of just make sure I do a few things every day and throughout the day whenever I have time. And that's Wim Hof. Usually I'll do that in the shower, Wim Hof breathing. And Oh, is that what you did before the podcast? Yeah. That's cool. a really cool breathing you technique. You should teach me about that later. Yes, definitely look into it if you haven't heard about it. Wim Hof, he's awesome. Can't, like I could go on and on about that, but I do that every day. I sing every day because that's a really important goal for me to be you a singer. You do sing every day. <laughs> so I, I sing every that. day. I do my exercises and I just sing for fun. I do that every day. And if, depending on where I'm at on my cycle, I'll go running if mm-hmm. I'm, like, on my period or around that, like, winter, fall time of my cycle, I yes. I don't bother running. But other, like, the rest of the month, I try to run every other day, every day. Kind of just to make sure I run a couple times a week. And that's it. Those that's are, like, cool. the cornerstones of my routine. See, I love that. I feel yeah. like when you hear about routines, you think that you have to, like, have everything so specific. But really, you just need, like, four core things that you do every day. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that just keep you stable. It's little things too. Like I always have a cup of tea before I go to bed. Dang it, I wish I had a cup tea of water when I wake for you up. Last night. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's totally like good. now you have your new tea from the True. farmers market. <laughs> yeah, so I, little things like that, and I have another kind of routine for my food, which is every day I eat something fermented. I like to have protein in the beginning of the day, and I make sure I have raw, fresh food every day as well regardless of whatever else i eat i make sure i have those things oh and mushrooms i'm gonna add that in mushrooms not magic mushrooms okay okay. just mushrooms why mushrooms (laughs) mushrooms are i couldn't tell you all the reasons why they're good for you but i know they're super good for you well dang it because i hate really good for your brain you there's really cool drinks actually available like out there you can mix them it's like mushroom powder into smoothies and things where you can't even taste it or there's like things like mud water where it's got mushrooms and also has chai and cacao and things like that there's a lot of things out there so if you don't have a mushroom supplement in your life this is your sign to get one oof because (laughs) i literally don't like mushrooms but i will i will try them i actually just saw some kind of mushroom supplement on an ad or something mushrooms are incredible 
The way that they interact with plants and animals is really, really helpful and useful in symbiotics. So that's so yeah, cool. I just figure that actually makes sense. That should be a part of my life. Yeah, because like shroomies literally are mushrooms, and they have <laughs> that energy flowing through them, even though it's not like the same kind of mushrooms. Yeah, that actually really makes sense to me. I know that it helps your brain and your nervous system in general. Every mushroom has different properties, and that's mm-hmm. why I really like getting a mushroom blend that has, like, six, three to six different mushrooms. Interesting. Yeah. and having that every day, I found to be really, really, really helpful. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna start doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, something else that I wanted to mention about routines that Kim was talking about yesterday is when you want something in your life, just put it in your daily routine, like, just add it and just make it a part of who you are and i don't know the way she said it just made it sound so easy like okay i can do this Mm -hmm. yeah so i love that just find time for it and just start doing it right and another really good tip my friend gave me is she will do her daily routine the parts of her daily routine that are important even if it's just five minutes she'll do it because the most important thing is that you're keeping that habit. You're building that habit and then you're keeping it. If I do this thing every day. So if things are True. crazy or whatever happens, life happens. The most important thing is that you do it even if you do it for a minute. As long as you that. do it, you're going to get all the benefits of having that habit in your life. So it's like even if you don't do the full workout, if you just work out a little bit, you're mm-hmm. not going to lose that habit. Yeah, I like that. I, I would That's think so, cool. yeah. Or whether you do a five-minute meditation or an hour-long meditation, as long as you're meditating, that's the first step. It's the most important step. That's cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, yeah, if you're wanting to learn a new skill, like Spanish or piano or whatever, it doesn't matter if you practice three hours a week, three hours a day. It doesn't, act- it doesn't matter how much you practice. It just matters that you practice every day and you get in the habit of it and you'll see the results. That's amazing. Should we talk about shrooms? Should we talk about shrooms? I think we should. I think we should talk about shrooms. This is a good segue. I like a, yeah, I feel like it's good. Tell me about like when you first were introduced to shrooms. Um, I was living in Salt Lake and I had just met some very cool friends. They were climbers, always outside, really, really happy people. And mm. they were telling me about their experiences with mushrooms and they really loved it. So that kind of just, like, that was all I needed, really. At that point, I was pretty open to whatever felt right for me to do. And the culture that you grew up in, was it, like, very frowned upon? Yeah. Any kind of mind-altering anything was frowned upon. Yeah. Drugs, I feel like that is still a lot of, like, the Western world, though. Right. And things like weed, marijuana, and mushrooms are classified in the same categories legally as things like heroin and crack cocaine and whatever. True. Um, so anyway, there's definitely like, for my family, obviously in growing up, I didn't realize any difference between different kinds of drugs. Oh yeah, same. I had no idea. I thought, I thought drugs they were, were all drugs. evil and yeah. all going to ruin my life. And well, what happened with me is like, I got very depressed for a couple years and I was really mentally ill and unable to like turn the tide of it in my life yeah in spite of like all these things I was doing all the work I was doing I felt like there was just at that point so much momentum that it was just hard for me to get a handle on Mm -hmm. and I started to feel like I just need help like I I don't think that life should be this difficult I don't think it should be this hard to be happy yeah and I'm not I'm not able to figure this out on my own and I just I was just more open to help Mm -hmm. and so yeah at that point like I was started microdosing weed, which well, I know is I a, <laughs> kind of a funny thought, but I don't know if you want to like go into this, but you had tried a lot of stuff. Yeah, I had worked like really, really hard mm-hmm. on your mental health. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I'm looking back and I realize I lacked consistency, which is why that's like huge for me now. Okay. Um, but the point is, I was overwhelmed, and when you're like really, really in the chaos and the darkness of that and you don't have any other like you don't have any resources that are working for you around you you don't have the information and the help that you need in your environment and you just feel like so overwhelming to tell yourself like oh I need to start a daily routine it's weird how difficult 
that can appear when you're in that state. Yeah, for so sure. So at that point, I was like, I just need some help and started being more open to what drugs, in my mind, that's the way I thought of it, what drugs could do for me. And I started with things that were like plant-based because I felt more comfortable with that. Like mm-hmm. I've always been kind of like an earthy person. That's the way I was raised. So I thought yeah. like, okay, like that, that seems safer. Stuff, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I started taking a really, really nice low dose THC CBD gummy and that was doing wonders for me. So then when this friend of mine, this really cool climber friend, really in the outdoors, really sweet, had this great experience with mushrooms, I was open to it and I tried it. And the first time it was a small dose and it wasn't until I was in Costa Rica that I did bigger trip, which I'm very grateful for because mm-hmm. the place I was in and the people I was with were a part of the experience. It just sounds like it, it was meant to be there. Mm-hmm. It had to be there. It was like all of the life in the jungle that made me feel so alive. It was these, I don't know, just the energy of it, the energy of the people I was with, all the love and support that I had. Yeah. The mindset I was in. It was like, it was then when I took a larger dose of mushrooms in Costa Rica, that's when I felt like things really, really changed for me as far as my mental health went. I don't know. I don't totally understand the science of how it all works, but mushrooms just have this incredible ability to heal trauma in the brain Uh so if you have like any kind of like um, trauma that your body's storing or just habits of thought that are negative and detrimental mushrooms somehow physically heal that and it's just it was just such a for me it was such a huge moment of releasing everything and then opening my mind to this idea that like wow I actually can have the life I want Everything I want out of life is possible, and mushrooms give me that perspective. Something really cool that you said yesterday that I loved is that all the resources that you need are here on Earth. They're here, and they're here for you, and you just need to go with the flow, and everything works out. Mm -hmm. I love to be really idealistic about where I think like humanity could go, and what kind of relationship we can have with each other and the world. Mm-hmm. And for me, like you hear people talking about like having an abundance mindset and just allowing it in and there being like abundance of resources. And I think that a lot of people have a hard time with that because they picture wealth in the world as like a pie and we each get a slice of it. But that's just, it's just so not how it actually works. Like, it's not like six people can have a slice of pie and then everyone else can't have anything. Right. It's it's actually not even like a pie at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. There's no limit to it because all... <laughs> this is so much easier when I was high. <laughs> all the resources we need to have a good life, like to have the things that you want to have, the clothing, the house, the food, and ultimately to feel the way you want to feel, right? Mm-hmm. That is all something we have the power to do we all have the ability to live wealthy lives the way that we think of wealthy like having Mm -hmm. enough resources because we do have the resources on earth a lot of what holds us back is our use of the resources using them properly using them in a sustainable way taking our time when we need to take our time helping each other out communicating better like in my mind these are things that we can overcome we can overcome all of these things and we can like make this community global community that supports itself and it already is out there like there are already people living so in that world you can see that anywhere anywhere in the world any culture any religion any like political side any group of people you can find people that are living happily and they're living peaceful lives so they're in alignment with themselves they're using their energy well they're doing what they love they have strong communities healthy relationships And they are an example of what it looks like to just allow the best of life in. Like, use your energy in the most efficient, magical way and get amazing results. just lines up. Uh Uh-huh. You're not going to be forced to handle something that you cannot handle. Like, it's there for you and you're going to get through it because it's literally place for you you just have to walk through it i think that humans like in general have already come so far with the abundance in their lives 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you like look around at everything we have and everything we've built, this wasn't the way we were living a long, long time ago. And Honestly. all the peace that we have like on a day-to-day basis, even though it seems like the world's really chaotic, it's actually like, in my mind, when I hear about the way people lived, it's like, I don't have to worry about a lot of the daily things that people had to worry about a long time ago. And I think now True. we've like reached this stable level, more or less, like we've reached this threshold of like a certain amount of cooperation and trust that we have for each other, a certain amount of like abundance of resources. A lot of us aren't starving anymore. A lot of us have homes and more than enough. We have more than enough. And so now we can start using our energy to think about alignment and like, okay, how can we now, we have everything we want. So now let's think about what we truly want. So we aren't taking more from the earth than we really need. Now that we feel safe and now that our needs are met, how can we now like return to earth and return to this like harmony Yeah. that we had before maybe, but we can have both. And that's the thing is like a lot of our, a lot of the problems that the people in like the Western world especially are facing are problems of like their internal world. So mm-hmm. when you can bring peace to that, which you can, I really, really, really believe that, that you can, that you can train your mind and your body to be very happy. Yes. So once you get a handle on that and you have like pretty steady, happy life, it's like. Now look outwards. Yeah. Then you can start having a lot of fun and solving yeah. problems too. Like if you see like. Because um, you're not so focused. Some way on you can help the environment or other people or minorities yeah. or whatever. Like you have the power to do that from a so stable fo- place. Sorry, sorry. Because <laughs> you're not so focused on oh, what clothes am I gonna wear today? You're mm-hmm. focused on like how is this person feeling today? And where it's like you can start looking outwards and fixing the bigger problems. If only we recorded all the chats that we've had. We should just do that next time. Honestly, I know. just record them for real. <laughs> well. I am so excited that you guys got to hear from Kim, and I think all of her thoughts were, like, absolutely incredible. So, Thank yeah. you. You guys are lucky that you get to hear her talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love Samaya. She's the cutest. I'm super, super grateful for her friendship. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm. It's been really special. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> and so what we do is we say we love you. Bye. At the same time? Yes. We will catch you guys next week. We love you. Bye.